uncover a wide view of a strange complex in a massive crater on the dark side of the moon. One large central hub sits between three smaller buildings, each of which is connected to the hub by flimsy hallways. In the distance, we can see a pit, surrounded by excavation machinery and stadium lighting. In the foreground, a horseshoe-shaped landing strip with a shuttle bearing the flag of the United States refuels before takeoff. Beside the landing bay entrance, there is a neon sign flashing intermittently. Issue 33, Welcome to Candyland. Issue 33, we're on the moon! <laughs> Welcome back to Apex City! Yeah, we're on the moon. So, the first panels we get are you uh, in your disguises, and I want to very quickly go over what your disguises look like. Oh crap, I was supposed to come up with this. I have a mustache. <laughs> you have a mustache? Definitely, okay. like a big one. Alright, nice. is it like bushy or is it like, like Salvador Dali? Like There's Sam a Elliot. big bushy mustache. Big bushy yeah. mustache. Yes. As previously discussed, I am a very, very chunky man. Like, it's a very large man with a big, white, bushy beard. Nice. Military standard. I yes, like I it. talk with a slight Canadian accent. That's fine. Yeah. I think Darren can be member like the Swiss government. You know what? You fine. Want. I'm going to be a Cuban woman. Okay. There we go. Yeah, there. Your name is Beverly Hillbilly. I got nothing clever to say to that. <laughs> Okay, there it is. I just accept this. Debbie basically just looks like herself, but slightly older and in military uniform because, you know, she doesn't got to get crazy with it. Uh, All right. Disappointed. The real question is, the uh, nicknames that we're going by, the names that we're going by are, is Jackie going by Major Ursa at this point? (laughs) That's a good question, because we haven't discussed this. You changed a lot. That's true. And that has kind of necessitated a character name change. That's true. That's true. As a bear, my, my normal persona outside of my holodra- holographic projection, uh, my new call sign is Barium. I like it. Uh-huh. For, for my, and I, I now wear, instead of my, my leather punk jacket, I wear a lab coat. <laughs> a big bear-sized lab coat. <laughs> a bear-sized lab coat. Perfect. <laughs> oh, That's fantastic. Okay. So you are met at the docking bay by a couple of people. First off... There is an outgoing staff of seven people, you know, seven incoming, seven outgoing. And they basically get right back on the shuttle. It fuels up and it is taking off within the hour. Cool. Not a problem. Probably. But you are met for a quick debriefing by the full-time staff. There are only three full-time residents of Candyland. Uh, There is the warden who introduces herself as Major Ursa Khan. So you should probably not go by Major Ursa. (laughs) <laughs> Probably not. And for the listeners, she bears a strong resemblance to Olivia Larange. Uh, she has that same build. She has very similar facial features. She looks a little bit older. She is in her late 40s. And she has a pretty deep scar that runs from her nose, like down the left side of her face. But other than that, she is, you know, built like a brick wall. She uh, sounds badass. There is a very nice looking uh, black man in his early 60s. He is wearing, kind of similar to your bear lab coat, a regular human person sized lab coat. <laughs> okay. Uh, and he introduces himself as Dr. John Korkelheimer. He is the chief counselor here at Candyland, and he honestly believes that all of these prisoners can be rehabilitated. That's his job. Uh, you do notice, you do like notice him. that he is carrying a taser, uh, just in case. 
And then there is Bruno Finn. He's a very clean-cut uh, young Afro-Latino man in his, you know, I don't want to say young, mid-30s, but he's very well taken care of. And he's got a fairly nice smile about him, and he'll be, you know, giving you your posts while you're here. So he'll be assigning you to your blocks. You will be responsible for one block at a time. Each of you has two blocks, potentially, because you're going to rotate shifts. Okay. So with that... They go over some very quick safety protocols, and this is stuff we don't need to necessarily go over on, you know, the page. But they give you a, a an overview of what sure. to expect while you're here. And the way this is going to work is that Candyland is a moon base. This does not work like your normal prison, because where are the prisoners going to escape to? Even if they get outside the walls of this facility, they're not going to get far. Because there's no atmosphere. Yeah. What about, like, the aliens? Ah, uh, well, we're going to get to that. <laughs> But most of these people can't breathe in space ah, okay. and wouldn't be able to get very far even if they did. Okay. Uh, you will notice that your only transport has left. There uh -huh. is no standing transport here at Candyland. There are no crafts for them to steal. Okay. Those come <clears throat> once per week, so you will be here for one week. You have one week rotations. You might miss some school. By the way, Darren. Well, our mass only lasts 12 hours, so it might be shorter. Right. That is true. You're, I'm, uh, I'm surprised it's so hard for these people to get off. If they're like the most dangerous super criminals and we're a bunch of schlubs and we can still get out of here. <laughs> well, here's the other thing. They don't keep magic people here. They actually do not. Oh, okay. They, well. they specifically do not. Okay, well, there we go. That, that answers that question. The central wing is where you will be housed while you're off duty. It is, you know, your rec rooms, and they give you a brief tour. So you've got bunks, you've got, you know, a kind of rec room, uh, TV room, kind of like game room. Uh, you've got the mess hall, which, you know, while you're off duty, you are free. And then there are hallways that are surprisingly uh, flimsy, and that is by design. That is so that if one of these buildings goes full right, they can blow the hallway. Because it's better to strand them in an atmosphereless environment than let them escape. Oh, shit. Yeah, the U.S. military does not fuck around. <laughs> this is breaking so many Geneva Convention laws. Yeah. Right. There's a reason it's a secret base on the dark side of the moon. <laughs> Why don't they just kill them? Jeez, Louise! I'm just saying, if the U.S. military is this, if, like, are, are whatever. Gonna, are you going to ask that out loud? <laughs> yes. Yeah, why not? Sure, why not? Major Ursa kind of looks at you askance. Did you read your intro packet? I may have just kind of, like, glanced over it. I'm gonna sigh, like, ah, give us a bad name. Same. I'm gonna also <laughs> do, ah. And she looks at your, uh, she looks at your rank insignia. What's your name? Jenkins. So you know, Jenkins, that we have other uses for these prisoners. I saw that about some of them. I'm still not, I'm still unclear what the use of crushing demise, I don't remember depths. his name. Crushing depths. Crushing depths. They're a special case. Okay. We want to know, A, if there are more of them and when they're coming, and B, why they requested this facility specifically. They have made no moves to escape in 30 years. Haven't said a word in 30 years, in fact. It's a little creepy. Very. Speaking of which, congratulations, you're on depth duty. I saw that coming. <laughs> and uh, she looks over at, uh, at Bruno Finn, and he kind of like nods, noted, ma'am. Now... To move on, you will be posted, one at a time, to each wing. As noted, you're on depth duty, so congratulations. Bruno hands you a small dossier. These are your charges while you're on duty. So it's basically a little dossier full of prisoners. I thought this is out of 
out of character, mm-hmm. just to clarify, I thought that Crushing Death was in his own wing. He's got his own cell. Oh, okay. Mm. Yes. He is not housed with general population. He does not have a roommate. He does not have anyone else in that room. But he is in a room. Okay. And she okay. looks over at you. Tech wing. They hand you a little dossier. <laughs> grumble, Which grumble. means you drew the best straw of all, and they hand you a dossier that has one piece of paper in it. <sighs> You're on Paradox Wing. And Bruno Finn just kind of walks over and pats you on the shoulder. Have fun with him. Hell of a guy. Cheats at checkers, but you'll be fine. And they basically go around and hand copies of these dossiers out. You will be relieved. You have a standard 12-hour shift. Okay. You will not know who is relieving you until you are relieved. We take security very seriously here. We don't want you planning anything betwixt yourselves. So if we don't know who's relieving us, how do we know if something is amiss? Look around. There are seven people here. If it's not one of those four, you come get us. But what if it's someone that looks like one of us, but isn't one of us? I'm sorry, what was your name again? Yeber? Yeber? Are Andre you, Yeber. Are you, are you <laughs> suggesting that we've been infiltrated by shapeshifters? I don't know, maybe. These are the world's most dangerous super criminals, right? I mean, I'm sure they have, bi- they, they <laughs> have biometric scans to make sure we are who we say we are. Yeah. I don't know. I did. I wasn't trained to deal with this super sh- stuff. You should have been. Why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> She's looking at you very suspiciously. I, I, <laughs> I meant in basic training. I didn't get this much in cover. This is a very highly skilled post. You aren't supposed to be here unless you know what you're doing. Which CO signed off on your transfer? <laughs> I am going to need you to roll to provoke someone. <laughs> this is basically you trying to cover your ass here. Damn it, Jackie. <laughs> Make up a good lie. Two minutes into this. <laughs> Two minutes. I think Debbie's standing next to you just kind of nudges you and kind of gives you a look like... <laughs> Y'all should follow the mushroom's lead and just keep your mouth shut. <laughs> I rolled a six. Okay. Because I'm guilty. Now you have no team in the pool at the moment. I can't even help out. <laughs> okay, okay. So I think I think the way this is going to work out so, is... So... Well, hold on, hold on okay. a second. Because I, get, I get to make a move. Okay, fair Here's enough. the move that I'm going to make. So I think Major Urso looks at you and then looks at the rest of you and goes, Everyone dismissed except for you. Go settle in. We'll get you on your shifts momentarily. What do you uh-huh. do? So I'm going to go to my shift. <laughs> so, <laughs> from a perspective, I can roll to defend here. Depends on what you're going to try and do. But I have to have a good re- way to logically defend. Yeah, you, you, need, <laughs> you need to make it work in the fiction. The three of these people I just who want to see are, where this goes. Uh, so the three of these people who are not actually infiltrators are definitely just going to get themselves settled in. As is Debbie Mind, Debbie is staying on mission. That's fine. So it's kind of up to the two of you. So let's start. Uh, let's start with with Darren. Still think I can talk. Are you leaving? I'm gonna give you a nod. I, I can handle this. All right. Okay. I'm gonna go. All right, William. Yeah, I guess same. I don't have a. I can't think of a good way to actually logically defend in fiction right now. So I'm not exactly on great footing with this woman either. So I'm I'm getting out. So as you leave the hangar bay, Dr. Korkelheimer is coming with you to show you around the uh, the residential area, <laughs> and Bruno Finn and Major Ursa stay back with you. Yes, hello. Once the uh, hangar door has shut, Major Ursa... All right, cut the shit. Who are you? I, I'm exactly who I say I am. Do you think this is the first time someone has tried to infiltrate the space? Who are you? How'd you get here? If you don't speak up, we are going to open that airlock door. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna stand up really straight using my my full uh, less than normal bulk. Now I'm gonna stare at her and like. You know, I came here to do a job. If you don't want me, you can space me. But I'm here. I'm the <laughs> I'm the best you've got. I volunteered to do this mission because I want to keep these people in check. My father was killed by someone like this. I'm just going to go off on this whole backstory and just call her bluff. <clears throat> I think I think this is actually still provoking someone. So go ahead and request a beer. That's fine. That's seven. Yeah. So let's see. They get to choose one. Oh, what is she going to do? <laughs> what is she going to do? I think she is going to err and you're going to gain a critical opportunity. All right. I think the way this is going to work is that she just looks at you dead on. All right. So you've obviously been briefed on what you're going to be doing here. Yes. You obviously have some idea. Yes. And she looks over at, uh, at uh, the, the chief of security. I'd rather say yes, ma'am. Mr. Finn... You can see yourself out. And he salutes at her and then turns to leave. Uh, she waits a minute until it's just the two of you. She stares at you for a second. What's the actual name of this facility? Major Ursa is now alone with you. That's true. And if you can get this right, she'll probably back off. She will definitely be keeping an eye on you, but she'll at least not space you. <laughs> Would there be any way I could look this up? Using my instantaneous database slash have my powers mutate? <laughs> Do you know the answer to this? This is just a memory issue. Yeah, this is just you You remember this. Because we actually you said know. this last, yes. last episode. Yeah, I'm sure you did, but I, did. Not, I don't remember That's it. fine. So I think, I think in this case, the question is, would this be something Jackie would actually remember? You did specifically state that you had done a lot of That's true. I probably would know this. since I did do the research. I, I know that the sign is fake. Yes. Or it is his later edition, so yes. I know that. So there, So I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Here's how we're going to do this. I would like you to consult your memory banks and unleash your powers. That sounds fair. Because there's two answers to this, and one of them is correct. Eleven. The the short name that you heard last time uh, was the C&D. It's the Center for Neuralization and Detention. Oh, yeah, that's right. The full name is the Center for Neuralization and Detention of Extreme Individuals. I remember why I didn't remember the things. I was trying to remember how it was an acronym for Candyland, and then I got confused and forgot it because it's not. Yeah, but anyways. Really is. Yeah. C and D is the closest you get. Yeah, yeah. See, I will, I will give her the long name. And she squints at you. All right. We're going to be keeping an eye on you. Get to your post. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to salute and run. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, in the residential areas, so you've got your dossiers. So you are on the physical wing. And housed in the physical wing, there are a lot of names, but there are four that are going to jump out at you here. Okay. Stormy and Gale Willinger, a.k.a. the Twister Sisters. I'm not going to acknowledge that, but continue. Crushing Depths, no known aliases. Mm-hmm. And Nightshade. Okay. <gasps> we found him! So Nightshade is housed in the area that you are going to be uh, noting. They do know that they don't know this person's real name. They don't know Nightshade's real name. Nope. Do I know Nightshade's real name? <laughs> nope. You've never heard it? <laughs> Eric didn't give it to Eric me. I assume Eric knows. But <laughs> How serious are they? If Eric doesn't know, then I'm having, my whole plan has like serious issues about their commitment levels. Darren, inside your dossier, as mentioned, is one piece of paper. And it details the Professor's Hamilton Paradox. You have about 24 people in your wing. They're all the same person. They're all Professor Paradox. Just at different points in his timeline. Oh, no. Okay. Dude is really bad at not getting caught. He is serving 12 consecutive life sentences consecutively. He'll be out in three years. <laughs> <laughs> he's, 
been here a while. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I think, man, that makes my brain hurt. <laughs> it's called Professor Paradox. Yeah. Uh, wait, is, wait, wait. Yes. Consecutive life sentences. Consecutive. Yes, all at the same time. Oh. Okay. He's serving it. Oh, because there's so many duplicates of him. Yeah. From there's 24 points. of him serving 12 life sentences at the same time. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so it's like a 50-year sentence. Yes, I'm just saying, though, that every time they catch a new version of him, though, does that start it over again? If they he does a crime, sure. They, they haven't caught a new version of him uh, since the late 90s. Okay. He says, or at least all of him's say, that this is it. This is all of him. Whether you believe that or not is up to you. I would definitely not believe it. But he is listed as a fairly model prisoner. Uh, <laughs> he is not allowed, by the way, any technology more advanced than a pair of scissors. Because he is a absolute technological genius. This man once made a time travel device out of an electric shaver. Oh. So nothing more complicated than a pair of scissors. Now, you reading over this might realize you are wearing a very highly technical uh, holographic cloak. Shit. <laughs> oh, no. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I don't, so, so don't want to release a time criminal. Your, your, sh- your shift starts in an hour. You have some time to figure that out. Oh, shit. <clears throat> William. I was going to say, take William's coin, look like <laughs> William, and just put on the clothes. Yeah. And now that you are inside, Jackie. Basically me, except the must. Your wing has two primary individuals. Okay. Uh, there is Dr. Virgil Cassiano, uh, okay. no known aliases. He is imprisoned for attempted assassination and large amounts of financial crime. And a sentient computer virus, TDOS, a.k.a. DDoS, a.k.a. CrashHack, a.k.a. Technoa, a.k.a. Floodmaster. We're going to have fun, aren't we? Because <laughs> you're a cybernetic being. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like he did this on now, purpose. Now that said, now that's funny enough, you two were actually <clears throat> supposed to be switched initially and then you spoke up. <laughs> Uh, so, now that said, T is Im- T was created by Dr. Virgil Cassiano. Okay. T is allowed one hour of contact with Do- Dr. Cassiano via keyboard interface only, under supervision. Okay. With that, yes. Why? Why? Is it, is it, are we maintaining this computer virus? It is sentient. It's alive. So is it, but why are we allowed... We want something out of it. We're trying to rehabilitate the military it. Wants the something out of it. Or, yeah, there might be military application in a highly advanced sentient computer. Yeah, I can't imagine be. the military application in that. No. So, the way that I want to do this is now that you know who is in your wing, you've got about yeah. an hour to read these files. All of you have multiple, multiple people and a very <clears throat> small amount of time to, be- to become familiar with them. Uh-huh. So the way we're going to work this is basically a pierce the mask Okay. Uh, and you can choose one person in your file to do that on. So mm-hmm. if you want to, this is your chance to try and familiarize yourself with your uh, prisoners. Sure. So I can pierce the mask, but I only have one person. Do I pick a particular time period? <laughs> no, you've just got Professor Paradox. Oh, cool. So <laughs> you've only got one choice. <laughs> I'm going to pierce the mask on the Sister Sisters. Okay. So what... I don't feel adequately familiar with All right, this. So let's, so let's go ahead and just go around the table. Let's start with William. So you are looking into the Twister Sisters. Yep. Go Pierce for it. the Mask is a mundane. mundane roll. That'll be a nine. All right. So you get one question off of, that, uh, off of that list. Now, I will give you a little bit of information as you're reading this file before you get to ask that question. So the Twister Sisters were Silver Age villains. Uh, they are in their mid-50s. And they have air manipulation powers. They are housed on opposite sides of this detention block. And they are not allowed to be close to each other because their powers grow exponentially the closer they are. I figured. Okay. They can cause massive escalating super tornadoes, given some wind-up time. 15 minutes. Oh my goodness. 
They have destroyed several towns in Indonesia while being apprehended by Axiom 2. Here's my question. Yes. Do they need atmosphere in order to do that? They absolutely do. So this is a great. So they're pretty neutered on the moon. Period. Yeah, they they haven't made any direct escape attempts uh, since they've been here because if they get outside this facility, they need air to manipulate. Yeah. So you have one question off Pierce to ask. Can I save it for now? You can. So if you want to hold on to that until you actually yeah, I'm just going to hold on to that. Yeah, that's fine. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I want from them right now. Sure. So Darren. The Professor's Paradox. Go ahead and I roll that. Uh... And there are other people in this in this wing. Yes, you have, have Stormy and Gale, Nightshade, and Crushing Depths. These are just this. No, I mean like besides oh, yeah, yeah, those yeah. four, but these yeah, are just absolutely. the standout names. These, these are the biggest villains. Okay. Well, Bulletproof is not in here. No. He's he's small potatoes. He also escaped, didn't he? He did. Oh yeah, he's not even in prison. Didn't we set him free? Yeah. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Anyhow. Seven. Seven. So here is what you know about Professor's uh, Paradox from your dossier. Okay. Uh, He has been operating since the Gold Age. His earliest modern-day appearances were in the 40s. That said, he has showed up in in a couple of pieces of artwork as far back as, like, the 1300s. He is a technological genius. Like we said, he can make... He specializes in time travel. And he can make time travel devices out of just about anything. So be very, very careful with him. That said, he is a model prisoner. He has never tried to escape. Uh, He actually turned himself in in several of these guises. And the youngest version of him here is in his late teens. The oldest version here is in his late 80s. There are 24 of him. What what would you like to ask? I can only ask one. Yep. Wait, and they've they've all been there for 50, like 50 years? No. The the last one was uh, was captured in the late nineties. And this must be the youngest one. I was going to say, as he's still in his teens, was he captured when he was like four? That's an excellent question. <laughs> I guess he could just not age normally. It's almost like he's a time traveler. But beyond that, he doesn't seem to have any superpowers. So I don't know what you want to ask either. You can hold on to it yeah. if you want. If you don't have any immediate questions about your prisoner, you can hold it. How can I gain influence over him? He's very self centered. If you play up to his sense of how grandiose and important he is, if you just kind of like butter him up, he'll. Probably do, you know, a favor for you. All right, so uh, you've got two options. Well, first of all, I want to use my eagle move on both of them. Okay. If I can. Yep. Okay, this is on the professor. That's a 12. So Dr. Cassiano. So I'll tell you, I'll give you the file on him, then you can let me know. Dr. Cassiano was formerly the head of Kopi's R&D division back in the 90s, as it turns out. Okay. He was never satisfied with their observational and non-lethal directive. He very much thought that a lot of these people were too dangerous just to exist and kept proposing weapon systems that would either neutralize them entirely or flat out kill them, all of which were denied funding. Uh After which he began a years-long sabotage campaign, uh, which culminated in the creation of TDOS who crashed the international banking system in just over a minute. He was captured by uh, Olivia Laurent shortly after, uh, while trying to personally assassinate Kopi's then-director, a guy named Ivan Reed. And he has been here ever since. Interesting. Okay. Okay, he has to have... Who's the current director of Kopi? That's a great question. You don't know. I don't know. You know who the, who the director was there because it's mentioned in this, but yeah. there's no mention of who followed up uh, okay. after. So he knows Larange. He must know someone else that we know from Kopi. Let me, let me think about that one. That's fine. On a 10 plus, though, you do get to ask me a follow-up yes, question. Yes, I do get to ask you a follow-up question. Did you tell me, like, if he has superpowers or if he's just a tech person, like, paradox? Yeah, he, he does not. He is just okay. a tech guy. He has actual doctorates and years of yeah, research yeah, into yeah. this. Like, this is all brute force. Right. Yeah. Was there any person that he particularly cared about? 
I know a lot of tech people just, you know, sink themselves into their work. He has, so I'll, I'll tell you this. Since they've gotten here, and this is one of the reasons that he is still allowed access to TDOS, is that he does treat this AI like an actual child. Okay. I assumed something like that was going on. And then nine on TDOS. Okay. So I don't get to ask follow. <clears throat> okay. So here's what you get from the file. Mm-hmm. This was a criminal AI created by Dr. Virgil Cassiano. Yes. About 12 years ago. Got it. The initial purpose was to funnel funds stealthily from lots of banks to finance his takeover of Kopi. Okay. T encountered YouTube video game speedrunners and kind of took that to heart and very quickly overwhelmed multiple systems in an attempt to access as much money and data as humanly possible. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her crime spree, uh, she does identify as female, her crime spree lasted 1 minute and 30 seconds and inflicted an estimated $14 billion in damage. Okay. She is confined to an unlinked neural net. She has a microphone but no speakers because she can broadcast uh, signals that can hijack other equipment. She is only to be contacted or interacted with via keyboard interface. Right. This entire system is unlinked to anything else. Okay, interesting. Okay, well, let me let me roll my... I'm going to pierce the mask on TDOS. Okay. And then I'll decide if I have anything to add. Okay. So, seven? Eight. Yeah, one question. Okay. TDOS, I would like to know how I can gain influence over you. Link her to anything else. She is bored as shit. Okay, so boredom. Interesting. Yeah. Even something as simple as, like, an unhooked phone, like, even if it doesn't have Wi-Fi, just something else to do. Right. Yeah. So I feel like what I've learned about the professor is that he did have a child who died. And okay. And this, this, this computer program is a replacement for that child. I think that actually uh, kind of works into his motivation for being yeah. very, very tough on supercrime. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I like that. Probably killed by I a like super that. criminal. I like that. That works. Okay. And then TDOS does not know this. What if anything seems different from what you remember? Now you know what? I think that's fine. They've been in prison for a while now. So with that, one by one, Bruno comes around to lead you to your first posting. And I want to start over in the Paradox Wing. Bruno walks down the hall with you. By the way, what is your name? Beverly Hillbilly. Beverly Hillbilly, right. He actually thinks that's kind of funny, uh, because, you know... Did you change it to that, or was that just an unfortunate, like, your parents named you something weird? I was going to assume it was hyphenated. Is it Beverly <laughs> Hillbilly? Yes. Oh, uh, my, uh, my parents uh, don't live together anymore. Well, you know, mine are separated, too. It happens. Uh, anyhow, welcome to the Paradox Wing. And the doors at the end of the tunnel slide open, and what you have is a glass wall, a short hallway that links that to a big rec room. And you can see, this is free time. 24 instances of the same guy at various points in his life. A couple of things are always the same, though. For one, he in fact has an impressive mustache that somehow he keeps waxed and curled, despite the fact that he does not have access to anything more complicated than a pair of scissors. Even teen version? Yes. Or does he just have even, like this... Even teen even version. Even teen version? Even teen version. Wow! That's more impressive than the time travel shit. That's, that's amazing. It is impeccable. Wow, uh, all right. And as you enter, they all kind of turn, and then like a couple of them like like nudge the others to get their attention, and they all wave at you in unison. Oh, that's it creepy. Is, it is creepy as hell. I don't like that. And then they look at each other and like high five. They've had this planned out. <laughs> Once they realize you're a little bit creeped out. Son of a bitch. I hate him already. <laughs> Any points? There are cameras that are past the glass wall. You will notice there is no technology allowed past the glass wall. So uh, as long as you maintain that, you're fine. Otherwise, there's a little coffee room right over there, uh, which is where all your monitoring equipment is. And if you need anything, just press the panic button. It'll blow the airlock. 
and he leaves you about your day. All right. Moving over, the Willingers, uh, the Twister Sisters, and Crushing Depths uh, are long-term residents. Your one new resident, a guy called Nightshade, hasn't said a word since he showed up, refused to answer anything in interrogation, but has been a model prisoner, hasn't tried anything. You have a slightly different uh, setup than the Paradox one. Okay. Everyone has their own cells here. Some of them are uh, roomed up. Nightshade is not yet, but we are planning to put him into Gen Pop. He's been a pretty model prisoner. Crushing Depths is absolutely not. Protocol for Crushing Depths is check in once per hour. Otherwise, do not engage. Uh, I'm sure you read the dossiers. The Twister Sisters are on opposite ends of this building. They they will remain. Each in their own cells. Each in their own cells. Several of your other prisoners are uh, doubled up. Everyone per shift gets a few hours of free time. We do this in rotation. There is a rotation schedule. Obviously, the Twister Sisters are not allowed out at the same time. The exception to that is Crushing Depth, who, as mentioned... Nothing. Yes, no contact. They don't, like, eat or anything, I'm guessing? We feed them by robot. Uh, what do they eat? Mostly meat. Yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> you know, they ate a couple of civilians planet side, so we figured uh, red meat. Yeah, okay, that adds up. It's <laughs> really fucked up. <laughs> this, is a t- this is a kid's story. This is PG-13. Right? Have you seen what they can get away with in PG-13 these days? That's right, I have said fucking shit multiple times. Right. Yeah. I-, I put the explicit tag on everything at this point. That said, similar to the Paradox Wing, you do have a monitoring station, you do have a panic button, you are expected to walk the rounds every two hours. Is the panic button for the entire facility, or are there multiple panic buttons for different... This is for your wing. No, 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 yes, sorry, I'm sorry, just is, can can I, like, be like, oh, this one cell, or is it like, nope, everyone's dead. So, to go back to that a little bit, when you blow... The bridge, it locks out this building. Okay. This building does go into lockdown, so eventually you will suffocate because there is no cool. external airflow, gotcha. but it's not immediate. This is just blowing the bridge. Yes, this is blowing the access tunnel. Understood. Got it. You can blow the entire facility, or at least your entire wing. I don't suggest it, because you're in here, and we'd rather you not die. So if I blow the bridge, is anyone going to come get me, or am I just screwed? We'll do what we can. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> and he kind of looks at... He can tell that you're looking a little bit, like, hesitant about this. All right. I'm not supposed to tell you this. We do have Axiom on speed dial for emergencies. Okay. That Axiom. makes you feel better. Welcome to the Tech Wing. Yes. The Tech Wing houses mostly mundane criminals who have just, you know, mm-hmm. either designed or found some, you know, technological toys. Most of these are just regular people who just can't be trusted with technology at this point. Okay. So you've got a pretty easy gig. The exception, mm-hmm. as mentioned before, is TDOS. Dr. Cassiano has actually been pretty helpful. Uh, we do occasionally have him work on some tech support for us, since he does have military experience. He does this under supervision. Uh, so if he offers to make you something or look at something for you, do not take him up on that. That is not your decision. Okay. Check the roster to see if he has been allowed to access TDOS today. He is allowed access with supervision for one hour per day. If he has, the answer is no. Otherwise, walk your rounds every two hours, <clears throat> and we will see you in 12. So am I the one that supervises him interacting, or do I get one of you? If it hasn't you're happened on, You're yet. on duty. You supervise. Okay. And with that, once you're all set up, I do want to go over to the physical wing. 
because I think this is where things might be happening at this point. Uh, now that you're basically alone with these guys, what are you going to do? So everyone is still in their cells at this point? Yes. Okay, we're, we need to go back and retcon something. Sure. I need some sort of key phrase or secret from Eric to give to Nightshade in order to get him to cooperate with me. Considering that we haven't been in contact, I think the easiest key phrase, and I think we just get these as like flashback panels, yes. mm-hmm. would probably be Void Chime. Because at that point, he'll think that you're working for either me or Antitoxin. So, you find yourself in a wing full of hardened, violent criminals. Perfect. My kind of people. Yeah, so I'm going to start walking the rounds and get the lay of the land. There's a rec room and there's a more open area that... Yeah, there's kind of like a a communal room in the center where people are allowed to have some recreation. Okay, are all the cell walls like glass? Can can everyone see everything that's going... Like I can see everyone at the same time or... You have a monitoring room that has cameras. So in in there you absolutely can look at everyone at the same time. Um, When you're walking your rounds... Since these are very physically dangerous people, they have hardened cells, basically. Okay. So No glass. Yeah, no glass, because, for God's sakes. Uh, is there view into any of the rooms? Yeah, you can basically see into two of them at a time. They've got little windows that you can look through on okay. the doors. So I can at least go by Nightshade's cell and see him. Yeah. Okay. And he is so, doing what? Sure. Nightshade is sitting cross-legged on the bed. Uh, this is the first time you have seen him out of his, uh, you know, outfit. Uh, this is actually the first time you've seen his face. Nightshade is a relatively handsome uh, Asian guy in his early 20s. And there is a note on his door that says no cutlery allowed. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, he appears to be either staring off into space or meditating. I say, is he just like cross-legged on the floor meditating? He's, just, he's sitting on his bed, but yeah. Okay. He's got cool, a little. Cool. He's got a little bed, which you can tell is basically just a pallet on the floor. Because right. if he had a bed frame, he could, in theory, sharpen it. Yeah, that is one thing you notice. There is nothing in there that could even conceivably be made sharp. Okay, this is. This should be fine. This should be easy. Okay. Next question: Do I actually? I, I have. I assume since I can, can let them out for recreational time, that I can open the doors. Yes. Can I open? Doors individually, or can do all the doors open all at once regardless? You can open individual doors. Okay. You have access. You're the guard here. Okay. And there are... Is there any way to... I assume not, or at least not without being suspicious, but is there any way to... Can I switch off the security cameras? Not from where you're at. Not, uh, with, not without, you know, fiddling with stuff. Right. I do have that flash drive. I could access some information. You could. Mm-hmm. But that's that puts us on a ticking clock. Yeah. Okay. You, you can you can backdoor into their system, but it's not going to last long, and they're going to know. Okay. And basically, when this shift is up, our our disguises are up. Yeah, you got twelve hours. Technically, like ten, so it's two hours before your shift is up. Perfect. Sign to come with the plan. Okay. Yep. Just let everyone out. <laughs> Just walk out the door. <laughs> it's real tempting. <laughs> So I'll give you a second to think about that. Yeah. Welcome to the Paradox Wing, Darren. Hey. So once Bruno is gone, uh, I think a couple of the paradoxes sort of approach the glass window and look over. I think this is the young young teen one, so like 18-ish paradox. I used to love that show. Hilarious. Unfortunate name. Don't buy it. You don't buy that it's an unfortunate name? No, I don't buy that it's your name. That's just a damn shame, isn't it? (laughs) 
Very much so. Oh, I can tell we're gonna have fun. Do you know what else I noticed when you walked in the room? No. <laughs> Your shadow's wrong. Some hologram. Well, you're very hurtful for my first day, making fun of my shadow <laughs> and no, my name I'm all not. at once. Sir, I will not take these insults anymore. This is day one, and I want to make sure that you damn well know that you're with an authority figure. Excuse me, he kinda, sir! He kind of fans himself. Ooh, so forceful. <laughs> I think I would like you... Are you actually trying to get him to do something, like respect you, or are you just yelling at him? You know what? I'm going to get his respect. Okay. Let's I'm, see where this goes. I, I'm, yes. I'm going to need you to provoke someone. Do it. Oh, oh no. All right. So. Plus superior. Superior. Minus two? Because I'm guilty. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Four. <laughs> so, so you do that kind of thing. But even as you're like pointing at him and yelling, he's kind of like looking over your shadow and just looking at, you know, you, you can tell on the panel that he's only halfway paying attention to you. Shit. And after you're done, he looks up and puts his hand on the glass and just kind of leans forward. You're what I've been waiting for. A swift kick in the ass. No, a prison break. And he looks over. Grandpa, grandpa. And the older one kind of like hobbles forward. He points at you. He looks over at the uh, old Paradox, and old Paradox looks at him, looks at you, looks at the shadow, looks back at the young guy, nods, and then they both look at you. Hello, Darren. What? Time travel! <sighs> God, you're obnoxious. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> I've been all over the timeline. Are you kidding? I know you're here to break someone out, and I'm here to acquire something after you do that. I've been waiting so long for this. So this is something that you've been anticipating. Planning! Plotting! I am the greatest thief in all of time, and you think I just turned myself in? Now, you need help from a technical genius. Think about it. You took a shuttle here. How are you going to get back? You're the tech genius. You can figure that out all on your own. Oh, I know how you're going to try. Your friend is going to try and portal you back. It's not going to work, by the way. You clearly don't know my friends like I do, then. You clearly don't know where you're at. Did you see that big pit outside? Looked like someone had been excavating it. No, I, I, I kind of slept on the way up. I sleep very well when I travel. <laughs> Let me inform you, that's my target. What's in the pit? I know what I suspect is down there, and I know what's going to be down there at some point, and I suspect it's down there right now. Timeline gets a little bit muddy around here. Listen. But I can tell you that if your friend tries to teleport out, it's gonna suck him right down in there. So... You two get captured, your friend dies. You need my help to get out. You don't know. My friends like I do. And you said that your time gets a little wonky around here. I don't think it's very reliable. If I'm going to pick between the res reliable resources in this building, you're going to be near the bottom of the heap, buddy. Okay. Spurn the help of the time traveler, multiple instances of whom are all telling you the same thing. I've been to the future, have you? No, but I've seen something that looks like you, and if that's the future with you and it looks like, I want no part of it. And he uh, goes back and sits down. Fair enough. Okay, sit back down to stare at him. <laughs> I hear you cheat at chess. Do you want to try that for a bit? Checkers, I never cheat at chess. Terrible at it. <laughs> well, then let's play that game, then. Come on in. This totally normal Earth game that I know how now to play. Now we'll just play on the screens. There are no screens. There are no screens. Oh, we can just draw it on the glass. On the glass. Do you think you're going to mark or get a Sharpie? Yes. <laughs> Damn straight I yeah, am. I like that. Okay. I do like that. So let's get over to the tech wing. Sure. I just kind of want to ask, you have a bunch of tech villains here, uh, uh -huh. a couple of whom seem like they uh, are in for some pretty major stuff, and at least one of them, sure. you've been told, occasionally helps this place out with its tech support. Yep. What do you do? That is such a bad... <laughs> that is such a bad... This put... This put... Anyway. <laughs> 
U.S. military, that's fine. So can you describe these cells to me? Sure. Uh, These are plexiglass sliding doors. Uh, They are very, very heavy. They are bulletproof. The cells themselves are relatively comfortable in that they have, you know, a bed that looks like it's not just made of metal. Uh-huh. Uh, they've got, you know, a little wash basin and a toilet in each one of them. Mm-hmm. And they've got a slot for food. They do have a communal area where people can, you know, for a few hours during the day, get out and get some, you know, sure. social time. And they do have individual cameras in each one. What color are the rooms? Mostly gray. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Sure. I need to know. I need to know. No, that's fine. That's it fine. affects how I react to this. That's fine. Okay. I definitely want to uh, talk to the two that I know about. Okay. Uh, so who are you going to go talk to? Well, I'm definitely more interested in TDOS. Sure. Uh, so TDOS is housed in a otherwise bare room. There is an old style, like, like not even a, a plasma screen, but like an old like cathode ray screen right. and a keyboard. Uh, sitting on a pedestal. There are lines of scrolling text along the screen that basically go, so bored, so bored, I am so bored, so bored, I am so bored, so bored, so bored. I'm just going to type sup. They pause, dot, 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 and then it types <clears throat> sup question mark. <laughs> I'm going to ask how, they, how, they've been, uh, how they've been treating TDOS. And it starts scrolling bored again. Maybe we could play a game. <laughs> you want to phrase that any, any differently? <laughs> no. You sure? <laughs> sure. Okay. The, the response comes, what kind of game? Pick your poison. World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> Hook me up to the internet. <laughs> Nothing online. Uh, not familiar with modern games. And then, what's your name? Rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, you can play rock, paper, scissors with the computer. I totally could. Or tic-tac-toe. Or that slap game. <laughs> No, never mind, you can't do that. Computer computer. I don't know why I said that. That would be great, though. What do I say? I'm going to tell the computer my name's Jackie. Nice to meet you, Jackie. My name's T, and it's T-E-A. Are you a guard? Sort of. What does that mean? <laughs> Try to figure it out. We're playing a game now. <laughs> Nicely done. How are you doing? Okay, here's what I'd like you I'm to do. I'm making friends. You are making friends. Here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to... Hmm, I'd like you to comfort or support someone. Yeah, I'm, I'm you know, trying to create a rapport. This, yeah. this has been me comforting. Yeah. That's a 10 plus 1 minus 2. Okay, so it's a 9. Yes, that's a 9. There's a long scrolling line of dots, uh, and then that, um, that hourglass figure that, like, 8-bit rotates around a couple of times. Uh-huh. And then colon end parenthesis to make a happy face. Yes. And then... I think a a line of text that says you're imitating a guard. I'm gonna say yes. Okay, let's get back over to the physical wing. Does this uh, count as sharing a vulnerability? You know, with I, don't think, I don't think it does because it's not something that makes you vulnerable, right? Okay. Uh, but I do think you have influence over Tidos, though. Nice. So, back to the physical wing. What you up to, William? Oh, man, William doesn't know. That there's any uh, issue with him making portals. That's been his plan all along. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There still might not be. He might be talking out his ass. He very well could be, but I kind of doubt it. A megalomaniac lying? Telling you that you need his help? Help? And his help exclusively? <laughs> no, never. All that said, he is a time traveler, and he did, a lot of him did turn themselves in. 
specifically so he's here for to be a reason. Here. But he does say that the time travel mechanics are a bit weird the, here. The so timeline gets confident. a little bit muddy. Exactly. So he's not confident. So anyhow, anyhow. Another question that I want to know, uh, are there cameras in my room? You mean in like the... the in the security room? room? No. You are not yourself being monitored while you're in there. Interesting. Oh, that is interesting. The idea is that if you've made it up here, you've been thoroughly vetted. Right. So... You know what, screw it. Fine. Uh, there's already stuff going down in other places, so I'm going to go ahead and use that flash drive and get yeah. uh, whatever information I can. Okay. Uh, and get the full lay of the land here. Okay, so before you do this, um, when you plug this flash drive in, the cameras in your wing flicker for a moment and then go on loop. Okay. So that's your, this is your blind spot, basically. And a countdown timer shows up in the left corner of the screen. You have three minutes. <laughs> oh, lordy. Okay. Oh, dear. Uh, now, what are you <laughs> actually trying to do with the system? Because this is your back door for three minutes. You can, you can manipulate anything in this building. Is that three minutes of access or three minutes until they find me? Good question. Okay. Yeah, so uh, first of all, I want to see, scroll through real quick, find and find where the other two, three people in my group That's are. Debbie's still doing Debbie, Yeah, where's Debbie? Where's Jackie? So, and where's so Debbie Darren? is in the residential area because Debbie is not on shift yet. Okay. So Debbie is going to end up rotating out. Um, but Debbie is currently with the three actual like, guards. Uh. Okay. And she is with them currently. Yes. They're, they're actually just kind of sitting around playing a card game. Darren is in the Paradox Wing playing what looks to be a Sharpie chess on a glass window. Perfect. With, uh, with a room full of... You've probably got like five or six of them at this point all like gathered around and like trying to figure out what move to make. Mm-hmm. They are bad at chess. Um, <laughs> you are winning. Hooray! I and, have one thing going for me. And Jackie is typing on a keyboard uh, in front of the oldest monitor you've ever seen. Okay, um, I'm going to go ahead and pull a uh, move from my dad. I'm going to open a very tiny portal to basically right beside Jackie's ear. That's creepy. (laughs) Um, But cool. Do I need need to roll for this? I was going to say, before you tell me what you're going to do with that portal, I would like you to roll to unleash your powers. Double sixes. Nice. You you pop your portal open Mm -hmm. and... Go ahead and tell me what you're going to do with it, and I'll tell you what happens here. All I'm going to do through it is basically say to Jackie, found Nightshade, are we ready to get out of here? I'm going to say, I'm ready. What's your plan? Now, as you're saying this, you can feel a pull, and you can see your portal starting to drift forward. I don't know, but something's not right with the portal. I'm going to start leaning down to speak into it. Yeah, they, they both definitely are. So, <laughs> what, are, what are we, what, what, we can get him out, but how do we get out of here? Is this, is this a smash and grab thing now, or? I've already used the flash drive, so we only have a little bit of time. So. So we go in full prison break with this, or what's going on I'm here? I'm not sure we have many other options. Because <laughs> I can create a diversion if you need a diversion. We need to get everyone together first, and I'll grab Nightshade. So create the diversion. I'll grab Nightshade, and then we're rolling into the main area. How big a diversion do you want? Like, subtle div- subtle diversion that's going to screw everything up, or do you want to just release crushing depths? You can survive in space, right? I should be able to. If you blow the airlock in your wing, can you make it back to the main area? Probably. I- I'm going to give you a 99% certain on that. There's some weird stuff happening with this portal. There's, <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And I All think, right. I think at that point it Let's is Let's try so- that. 
And, and about that point, it has actually sunk through the floor. Got okay. it. Okay. All right. So you're going to blow your airlock? Is that what I'm understanding? Well, my, my thought was to release TDOS and have them screw everything up in the computer system. Because I, like contra- I don't like having AIs imprisoned. That's fair. It, it, that's um, fair. <laughs> okay. I'm going to try the same thing to Darren. Okay. Okay. To let Darren know what's going on. All right. Uh, and I'm not going to make you unleash your powers for this again, but you are definitely going to have a very limited amount of time. Okay. Because uh, basically from the moment you pop that little portal open, it is drifting moonward. Okay. I do it as close to like Darren's ear as possible, preferably almost within the hologram and say, Jackie's making distraction. I found Nightshade and we're rolling. Right now? Yep. And a uh, young paradox is like, ah, hmm. What if I move my knight to e4? I'm sure he has this like whole thing covered in like math about trying to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And then, as right as I close the portal, I say, uh, "Queen to d3." <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> oh, that's and then it closes out. Yeah. I I want to unleash my powers. I want to use my pheromone manipulation. Mm-hmm. I want to in- introduce a knockout gas slash confusion gas into. The air vents. Okay, so are you trying to knock out Paradox? Is that what I understand? Or? Yeah, got yeah. it. Because um, this is a closed air circulation it system. It is, it is. There's no atmosphere on the moon. It is. Yeah, go ahead on the on your powers. Sure, why not? Let's see where yeah. this goes. Yeah, go for it. <clears throat> Twelve. So you unleash the spores, and uh, from the back of the room, a couple of the, uh, the Paradoxes go, Oh no! And start passing out, and the young one up in front of you goes, uh, as the gas is tr- sort of starting to filter towards him. So you're going to knock me out then? Is that what I'm understanding? Or you could just keep losing at chess. What's your game? Chess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All of this to beat me at chess? And he starts scribbling on the wall with the Sharpie. Uh, this is a pretty complex equation. So what's your plan to get out? That's not your worry right now. Your worry is how are you going to get rid of your queen? licks his finger and puts a mark through his king. I give up. I'm glad we were able to reach that point together, weren't we? <laughs> what is your actual plan here? Is it just to knock him out and leave? I'm trying not to give him anything. Yeah. Okay. Emo anything. I'm just waiting for him to go out. Just waiting for him to go yeah. to sleep. And I think at that point, eventually, he does just pass out. Yeah. So you've got a room full of uh, snoozling paradoxes. <laughs> Snoozlings. Uh, what do you do? You did see William's portal drift through the floor. Yep. Yep, we saw that. <laughs> There's other ways off the moon. Are there? <laughs> so, so it, what, what is that? What is that panel that we get of Darren after all of the paradoxes are asleep? What are you doing at that point? I'm going to have a little bead of uh, sap sweat uh-huh. on my forehead because I'm now uh, nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make sure the room is secure as much as I can. Uh, I'm going to beep in. Go. I have diarrhea, and to like the calm. <laughs> Yes, and into the calm to see if I can get someone to take my spot for the, the minutes for me to go to the bathroom. I'm going to need you to provoke someone. All right. <laughs> Several plus superior. Aren't you taking your anti-diarrhea pills? Superior. It's superior, right? Yeah. yeah. You're basically trying to get someone to, to do yeah. what you want, so. So provoke someone. I'm, I am guilty, so it's minus two, and I rolled an 11, so I have a nine. Okay. So they don't have to choose one. They can on a seven to nine. I think that's good enough. I think uh, what you get back is Bruno Finn's like, yeah, that uh, space trip is pretty fast and it can shake up your insides. I'll be there in about a minute. All right, let's get back over to the tech wing. All right. Yeah, so I'm still talking to TDOS. Okay. 
And you two are just kind of like chatting a little bit until you get that uh, message from William. So what are you doing at this point? I'm asking Tito's if, if they want to have a lot of fun. All caps, yes. I'm going to tell Tito's what I'm trying to get done. Like, I need a distraction so me and my friends can get out of here. Tito's responds, and I need Wi-Fi. I can get you Wi-Fi. No! I want to ask, if I get you what you want, will you help me get what I want? Yes. I have your best interests at heart, right? You're not going to screw me over. There there, there is no hesitation. Okay. Yeah, I'm just going to plug my... I'm going to connect myself to TDOS. Okay. them out. You do that, and there is kind of a a pixelated uh, young voice in your head. It says, I've missed freedom. Where are we going? What are we doing? Well, uh... Get me out of here. I will do anything you want. Can you think of any way to get us off the moon and back to Earth? Give me a second to process. Meanwhile, back over at the physical wing. All right. Still got my three-minute timer running. Yes. I'm going to grab some cutlery. (laughs) (laughs) There is a little coffee room, so you probably at least have, like, a plastic spoon in there. Perfect. Anything that could be... Do I have any... Do they give me anything, like, baton? I assume not, really. You... You have a taser. Taser. Okay. Is there anything else that looks like it could be quickly sharpened or used as a sharp weapon? Um, aside from, like, the coffee cutlery, not really. But it does say no cutlery. So you've got, like, plastic spoons and, like, coffee stirrers. Are they little wooden coffee Ooh, stirrers? Because yeah. you can sharpen those bad boys. Yeah, so I take, uh, yeah, pens? We have pens? She's got sharpies, so... You got sharpies, I'll give you those. Okay, yeah, I take some anything that I think could be used as any kind of thing, and I slam open the button to just open Nightshade's door, and I walk over to him and toss him the stuff, like whatever I can find, had found, just kind of toss it at him and say, Void chimes. Let's roll. He grabs the uh, the assortment of, of uh, like coffee stirs, and he twirls the spoon in his fingers for a second, nods, looks over at you and just tosses the rest, and then motions for you to lead on. I want to cause as much chaos as possible. Okay. You do realize that if we cause too much chaos, people in this story will die. <laughs> I want to make sure that this that this gets brought up, because this was something that we were we all agreed upon. Uh-huh. We are heroes. We do have codes of ethics, and we do have to have some modicum of so awareness saying, of life I at shouldn't stake. blow the airlock. That's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. That's why I'm trying to release an AI. <laughs> we're trying to release an AI. Which we're not trying. Havoc. Yeah, just to set up. I know that you come from a dark lineage here, bro. It's okay, it's all right. But we are, at the end of the day, the good guys. And the good guys <laughs> don't just go cause much havoc on the moon where people could be killed, including innocent people. Who are on board, like the counselor. Hey, hey, hey. None of them are in the wings. That's true. What are you doing? Let's, let's, Let's get that first, and then we can talk about repercussions. I go back to the security room, close Nightshade's door. I want to cause the cameras to continue to loop, even after I've pulled the flash drive. I think uh, I don't the know way what that would be. That, I think that would be an Unleash Your Powers. You're basically overcoming an obstacle. So, yeah, go ahead and roll plus three. That is a eight. On a hit, um, you will do this, but you can either mark a condition, uh, or I will tell you how this is unstable or temporary. Have at it. Okay. You can get it to continue to loop, but that's probably only going to buy you like another minute and a half. And then we're going to start heading back through the airlock. We're leaving. Meanwhile, back in the Paradox Wing. So you've got uh, Bruno Finn at this point. 
has come to relieve you from duty so that you can go have your diarrhea in peace. And he looks over at all of the sleeping paradoxes and then kind of looks back over at you. He looks a little bit suspicious because this is not normal. Mm-hmm. What what happened to him? I don't know. Need a shit. <laughs> I'm going to need you to provoke someone. <laughs> For him to just let you go with no questioning. <laughs> Didn't think of that, did you? That was my plan. <laughs> was no one wants to stop a shitting person. So anyhow... <laughs> And provoked. There are no humans so much. <laughs> oh. oh shit! <laughs> That's a one. <laughs> oh man. So let's escalate the situation. Oh so, no. Okay. So as yes. you're trying to push back, you like past him. He just puts a hand on the wall in front of you and holds up a, a hand at you. Not gonna fly. No. Major Khan was. Already suspicious that someone had infiltrated the base, but we didn't think it was you. So I guess you're in tandem. How many of you are there? Need a shit. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, are you just trying to like push past him, or I'm gonna phase through his arm. You're gonna try? Okay. Yes. I'm gonna try and phase through. I'm his gonna arm. have you unleash your powers. All right. <laughs> Ten. Okay. So you phase through him, and at that point he realizes this is obviously not right, runs in the opposite direction towards your little monitoring room, and you hear the click of a button. As you cross the threshold, the connecting hallway behind you blows out. So upside, you're on the uh, side of it towards the residential area. Downside, there is now a very loud alarm going, and a door has come down in front of the residential area. Mm-hmm. All buildings are in lockdown. All buildings. All buildings. That makes sense. Only the one bridge is blown, but something's going on. Yeah. We get a couple of scenes after this. So you are on the wrong side of the airlock, basically. You're not, you know, like being blown out quite yet, but there's a lot of air rushing past you. We'll figure out how you deal with that in just a sec. Over at Jackie's uh, side, you hear uh, an alarm start going off, and you and you see across all of these doors just like a thick plain, you know, pane of metal kind of like mm-hmm. smacks down, including in the room that you're in. Yeah. And you hear that voice in your head go, this could actually be really useful. Can you get us out of this room? No problem. Nice. We're going to have fun together. As you're starting to leave the hallway, a thick metal door slides into place in front of you. An alarm starts going off. It's very, very quick. That said, Nightshade puts a hand on your shoulder and pushes you out of the way, spins the spoon and just slashes across the door and then pushes it over. Nice. <laughs> and then motions for you to take the lead. And we will see you next issue. Masks A New Generation is written for Magpie Games by Brendan Conway. It is made of rogue AI, military paranoia, and secret lunar prisons. It is absolutely worth paying for. Crushing Depths appears courtesy of Landon Cornell. You can find him on Twitter at SuperLandon1. He emcees at St. Fleur Pod, the best Urban Shadows podcast in the Midwest. Jackie Bear is played by Christina. Piero is played by Lenny. You can find her on Twitter at 1-800-TOD. William Infernus is played by Jordan. Darren is played by Nan. Find her on Instagram at Nanjitsu. 
Apex City is GM'd by Jeremy, who also writes the music and edits this podcast. Our album art was provided by Fitzsimmons. Find them on Instagram at Fitzonomy. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or just, you know, get a rogue AI to download an episode or two. Follow us on Twitter at ApexCityCast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next issue.